With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Newcastle. You look obviously tan today, Eddie. Well, I was all right yesterday. I was a little afternoon yesterday in the garden, which was nice. Just got back from Mexico, where there was no sun. Really? Although it was about 120 degrees, so uh, yeah, straight up to Newcastle this morning, which was painful this morning, but having been here with the, always the turnout and how excited people are, and went on pre-sale yesterday, did like a record pre-sale for Newcastle, all the fighters going mad for tickets, so I'm really excited about this bill, so I wanted to come here, and you know, people say to me, why don't you just send Frank, or they say, because I fucking love it, that's why. I know? said to Mike Goodall, he's the hardest yeah. working man in boxing, yeah, yeah. but you might be a close yeah, second. Yeah, 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 well I just love it, you know, and I love this show. And I love Newcastle, and I love the arena, and I love the atmosphere. So you can't have it. You can't just sort of turn up for the event and walk in and say, "Yeah, here we go." No, yeah, this is what yeah exactly. Yeah. You, we've got to graft it. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. We well, talked about the show, then Lewis Dressing against Robbie Davis Junior. Like me, you like a little bit needle between two yeah. fighters. So it's great. You know what makes me fun. laugh though? It's like you've got two guys who are very, very tough men. And they talk about an argument they had on Twitter. Have you noticed? It yeah, always yeah, says, yeah. well, he said this on Twitter. Um, and basically, one of, the, one of the things, and people saying about who was offered who to fight, I'll tell you what happened. We spoke to Robbie Davis's team about the fight for Liverpool, but Robbie Davis was nowhere near going to be making 10 stone. He wasn't fit. It was only six or seven weeks' notice. And his team, quite rightfully, Neil Marshall, have said, no, look, he'll have an eight-rounder in Liverpool, but you know he's not going to be ready for that kind of fight. That wouldn't have even gone back to Robbie because their job is to protect their fighter physically to say you wouldn't be ready for that fight. So it's like I never got offered that fight. So I know this was discussed, but you weren't. It wasn't even that fight. It was you weren't ready for a ten-round, ten-stone fight, twelve-round, ten-stone fight. So, um, but Robbie Davis is showing what he's made of, and obviously he ain't scared of the fight. He's coming to Newcastle exactly. to do the fight. I mean that sometimes. Winning the fight in Newcastle would propel him so much further than winning the fight in Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? If he came here against, not against the odds, but against the noise, you know, 
it's a major victory. This fight will be a world title eliminator. Both guys looking for a shot at the world title at 140. But domestically, a fight that's getting everybody excited. And it's been great seeing a response. And it's actually a show where I'm getting loads of, you know, bit, bit you of love praise. Because everyone loves you up here. Yeah, and Liverpool. Uh, they love me in Liverpool. But it's more about the, you know, the digital world, the social world, of people going, fuck, that's a good fight. And obviously when we added Cheeseman against Fitzgerald, it was like, fuck, this is a serious show. And there's a lot more to come on this card as well. So I, I really believe that this is going to be one of our, our top shows that we've done. Especially it's, like, here. it's like the New York show and the, the, the Devin Haney one. Them four main fights that you announced straight well, the away. Devin, the Devin Haney card is brilliant. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Devin Haney against Abdullah is such a good fight. Michael Hunter against Sergey Kuzman is a great fight. Danny Roman against Ahmed Aliyev, the, our Uzbek Olympian. Brilliant fight. Hardy against Serrano, great fight. So... Yeah, we, we're trying. We're trying and we're getting there. We had a great show in Mexico on Saturday and you know this with those two fights plus what else will come, it's it's you know, it's it's good. Dave Allen's been added to the bill, but obviously the two fights you mentioned, Fitzgerald Cheeseman and obviously mm -hmm. Ritson and uh, Rob Davis Jr. Is this more pressure on you to bring these cars back to, back to the UK because obviously UK fight fans have mm. been I don't know if you've seen it they've been on it you to yeah, bring no, the, the cars we have back. Yeah, no, we have to improve yeah. and it's not there is a transitional period right now in British boxing where the bigger names of the past are, are retiring or they're fading away or they're looking for monster paydays that just aren't out there, right? So there is pressure on us to deliver. We've done a great job globally. Have we produced weaker shows in the UK? Yeah but only compared to the last 12 months because we went on a hot spell that just went crazy. You know, we made Hey Bell U1, Hey Bell U2, Bell U Usyk, Joshua Povetkin, Joshua Parker. Like, it was just, there was this spell, sort of a year, 18 month spell where it was red hot. Yeah. Um, Kelbrook against Errol Spence, like, just non-stop. Yeah. Um, that slowed down because people retired, those fights weren't there anymore, the market's gone so crazy where you can get a million dollars for a run out in America, you know, as a world champ against a nobody, and if you're a British world champion, you want that here. Yeah. And it, it's not there. Yeah. If you don't sell tickets, and you're not a draw. So, it's getting the balance right of trying to build a stable of fighters, trying to deliver for those fighters. I don't want to do weaker shows in, in the UK, but subject to you doing your absolute conquers, what is the answer? Investing, which we're having to do, but also boxing those fighters in America where those funds and those that money is available. It's not rocket science, yep. do you know what I mean? Oh, I understand, right. yeah. Fighter comes to you, this is how much I want for a defence of my world title or for my fight. Well, we can't deliver you that in, in the UK. Well, well, I'll go and fight in America then. All right, that's how it works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not a, uh, an agenda, it's not a conspiracy theory. That's just what you're dealing with. So it's been difficult because the market rate has gone up, the revenue, from broadcasters and from the gate hasn't, it's just stayed constant, which is still. This is what people don't see. It's yeah. just it's basic maths. Mm -hmm. You know, if I could do bigger fights in the UK, I would. But this is where I'm from, do you know what I mean? I don't want to get any stick for doing a weekly <laughs> show. I want to give you the biggest fights possible. Yeah. Sometimes things work well, they gel together, fighters want fights, it's the right timing, and things happen. This is a classic example of that. Two guys who are not yet superstars, but you know, decent boxing names in the UK, who go, do you know what? I want to be, try and slot in to the names that have retired or have, have moved now, because that's there for the taking right now. But there's a massive opportunity for those guys that might be this, the winner of this fight, might be Callum Smith, might be Billy Joe Saunders, you know, might be uh, Joshua Boatze, might be you know, Anthony Yard. A chance to slot into the Bellews and the DeGales and the Groves. There is. Mm -hmm. 
now there's a chance to become the next pay-per-view star in the UK. And I fans, oh, pay-per-view again. That's what these fighters want to be. Do you understand that? Yeah. They're not saying, oh, no, I just want to make a nice living on a Saturday night, fight night. They go, no, no, I want to be pay-per-view in the UK. I want to sell out arenas. Now, when I had the conversation with Billy Joe, Billy Joe says, first time he's ever said it, I come to your shows and I think, I want to be part of that. I want to, I want, you know, and that's what they want, all these fighters. So it's really interesting to see who will make that leap. Yes, sometimes you can go on pay-per-view and do 200,000 buys. How do you do five, six, seven? They're the big stars that can do that. Not many have done that consistently outside of sort of big one-off fights, domestic fights. So there is a big opportunity right now. I forgot, and I think these kind of guys are fighting. Ritson and Davis, you know, Ritson's saying, you know what? If I knock out Robbie Davis Jr. in my backyard in front of 10,000, place goes nuts. I've got a big future there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe another fight. I could bring a world title fight to St. James's Park. This is achievable, but you've got to beat Robbie Davis. Yeah. Robbie Davis is going, if I go to there, out of my backyard, knock out him, I want to go and fight Maurice Hooker or Jose Ramirez. Maybe I'll get a big fight in America. Yeah, but whatever. But these are what these guys are fighting for. Cheeseman and Fitzgerald, the same. So that fight comes up, gets ordered by the ball. Both guys, I fancy that. They both think they're going to win. So it's a lot easier to make the fight when both guys think they're going to win. So, yeah, good card. Um, you know, a lot happening. We've got a November card being announced for Manchester soon, which is going to be a big world championship card. Saturday night, fight night as well. So we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, we're, we're, getting getting there. There. We're, we're getting, getting there. there, we're getting there, we're getting there. there. Uh, you were out in Mexico last Saturday. Yeah. Uh, how was that? And Brilliant, amazing. Back? Oh, I mean, 12,000 people there. We broke the record in uh, Hermosillo, the attendance record at the arena. People were in the arena at half three, like packed. They just love it, yeah. they love it. They know the fighters. Liam Smith was walking around like a household name. Obviously he's boxed Canelo and Munguia, so they all know who he is. You know, John O'Carroll, Hergovic, uh, Giasoff was brilliant, Estrada was great. We'll make Estrada against Yafai now. Unification fight, it's going to be a, a big fight. Um, just loved it, loved every minute of it. Sort of um, really gives you that passion, if you like, for boxing when you're there, yeah, because yeah. they're real... Mexican fans, you said but, that... But they're, they're very similar to yeah. British fans. You know, they get in the arena early. They know, look at Lomachenko, Campbell this week. Like, you can't get a ticket for love nor money. Because British fight fans know this is a one-off. You're never going to see this again. This is a pound-for-pound great coming to the UK. And they respect that. You see, wait till you see your call tomorrow night. You know, for the workout. It's going to be rammed people climbing in trying to see your Lomachenko. Real fight fans. I won't talk about Lomachenko because I think Uma Mm. Kukin's going to get that covered this week. But... uh, I want to get your thoughts on Anthony Yard Kovalev mm. the weekend there. You, you were out in Mexico, so I don't know how I much of the fight you saw the fight. Yeah, I was at a meeting. I came in and everyone was watching ESPN Plus in the, the lobby. Like, and then I ended up watching the highlights like an hour later or something like that. Uh, I thought he did really well. Uh, so I found a bit sad, really, of the negativity towards Yard and Tunde. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know they've sort of set themselves up for that if they lose. But we, we tend to really um, have a knack, don't we, of... Sort of kicking people. Yeah. yeah, I don't really understand it. Like, give the guy some praise. He has not. He hasn't been prepared for a fight or an opportunity like that. The matchmaking hasn't been good enough. Where, like, he was two fights away, the correct fights from winning that fight. Do you understand what I mean? And actually, he might have only been ten seconds away from winning that fight. But he didn't win many rounds, but he had a moment where he could have. He could have possibly won because the matchmaking's been bad. He's never had that step. It's, and Boatsy's in the same boat at the moment, right? Where Boatsy's boxing right now is where Yard was boxing. You don't go from there 
into Kovalev. You wouldn't put Blaslin right? Kovalev at this stage? Uh, actually, having you... seen that, now I would. Yeah, you would Because know. I believe he beats him. But, you know, again, is it? that's a gamble. Yeah. Like, Yard and Tunde wouldn't have taken that fight. They didn't want that fight. The money was too good to turn down. That's the reality of the mm-hmm. situation. But, if he would have boxed a Jose Burton, or a Buglioni a couple of fights ago, or a Callum Johnson, I believe he would have been better prepared for what happened when it all started coming on top, or when, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, let's have it right, he's never boxed anyone, he's not got uh, any amateur credit experience, and he's gone out to rush, he's done a bloody great job. He nearly won, I mean, Buddy McGirt said to him in the corner, if you don't show me something, I'm gonna pull you out of the fire. Yeah. So, you know, and, uh, the, the, the ending was very, you know, it reminded me of Michael Watson against Nigel Benn, mm-hmm. where it was just a nothing jab, but yeah. it was just exhaustion. You know, I hope it didn't take too much out of him physically, that fight. Sometimes when you get stopped like that in a fight like that, sometimes it can take a big part of you. But he's young, he's fresh, he'll come again, and he's going to be a big star. You know, he's going to come out, he's going to be on big money for the comeback fight. Mm-hmm. I think he got a lot of uh, respect from the British public, even though people have had to dig. And again, with t- Nutty Tunde, <laughs> Uh, I think they've got to change so much in the camp and you, you can't be stubborn enough to think that not sparring or doing something a certain way I mean you know, the instructions to Yard were non-existent other than the lines are in the camp in the corner like that's not good enough but what Tunde has done is taken a fighter with no amateur experience to a world championship shot and actually not nearly win, but close, you know, nearly winning, nearly winning. So you've got to give him a little bit of credit, but they've got to change a lot. It's not my business, but that's my opinion as a fan. And I think give him the credit and the respect. Yeah, we know it was a fortune in money that he made, but he still went out there, done it, and you know, he, he stopped Rose off the back of it. Definitely, well, probably the biggest fight to come this year is Saudi Arabia in December. Yes. Andy Ruiz has actually came out and confirmed mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia is the venue. Why was all this? Is it mind games saying that it's not going to be in Saudi Arabia? A bit of mind games, a little bit of negotiation, uh, probably people in his ear. Um, you know, we we the, the only disappointing thing about what happened was we kept his team in the loop about where it was going to be, and we gave him effectively the choice of UK or Saudi, and they wanted Saudi. So when we announced it, it was like, oh, we're not going to Saudi. It's like that wasn't coming from them; that was coming from Andy Ruiz. Oh, okay. So. We had to make sure he was happy. Obviously, we had a contract that we were prepared to enforce. Um, there was a few things that he, we wanted him to do commercially in Saudi as part of the deal. So he was compensated extra for that mm-hmm. as well. And there was stuff about security, the commission, drug testing. Once all that was taken care of, you know, and I think he knew that he wasn't able to pull a fast one or make a move. He said, okay, let's do it. And now you are about to see one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. The world will stop to watch this fight. And I know people think I'm crazy, but I'm telling you, this is another thriller in Manila. This is another rumble in the jungle in an obscure place where the whole world will be watching on the back of the sand dunes in Saudi Arabia. Press conference next week. Saudi Arabia, New York, London. Trust me when I say this is one of the biggest heavyweight events of all time. Well, actually, some photos of Anthony Joshua looking a little bit slimmer. Can you confirm that? Yeah, I don't that? think is that, so. Is that I mean, no? look, you know sometimes you have a photo of yourself, don't you? And you think, yeah. God, look at the side, look at the state of me. <laughs> no, but you know, you think, oh, and then, no, the next, there, yeah, and then yeah. you have one two days later and you go, do you know what, don't look too bad there. Yeah. I don't think he's trying to take any bulk off. I just don't think he's been particularly training. Mm-hmm. So he's not been doing his weights. He's not been 
doing his sprints, he's not been sparring, he's been resting mainly, and he's been working on drills. So now he's back in training, press conferences next week, it's going to be a bit of a gruelling few days of flying, and then it's full camp, full camp for December 7th. I've got to ask, we were out in Dallas with the news with Dillian Whitebrook in, uh, mm -hmm. a few weeks back, is there any further developments, reference to B sample and whatnot? No, for I, one White? thing I'll say about the B sample, and the answer is I don't know. I won't get, like, the B sample's the B sample, 99.9% .9 of the time, whatever was in the A sample is in the B sample. What you don't know is, is what was the findings of the, even the A sample until that comes out. What I will tell you is, is that, again, boring everyone, he was cleared to fight, but if he was cheating or if he had a substance in him that was performance enhancing or a levels of this stuff, he would not have been able to fight. UCAD wouldn't have chanced it. Don't work like that. Yeah. Oh, we're not sure, mate. Go and have a fight and we'll see how we get on. He was cleared. So I believe it's like October is the final... I don't even know, like hearing, whatever, where there'll be a full statement from everybody and hopefully by then you'll get enough information to go, okay, fair enough, hands up, and he gets on with his career. If he doesn't, you'll be able to go the other way and say, well, up, up in arms. But where we're at at the moment is he was cleared by the, the commission and trust me, if they had any thoughts of that he wasn't fit to fight or there was something in his system that shouldn't have been in his system and it was going to have effect in the fight or any kind of effect in the fight, he wouldn't have been able to fight. So every time I tweet now, some people go, what's the B sample? It's like, no, that's, it's not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's irrelevant, but in the bigger picture when it all comes out, that, that won't be, and I don't know the answer to that, but I'm not even, I, you know, I just think that there's a bigger picture to a B sample and A sample. A B sample will historically be exactly the same as an A sample. I know you're pressed for time, box social behind yeah. as well, but two rapid questions mm -hmm. then. Last week, Gennady Golovkin, yeah. uh, partnership with yourselves, mm. uh, you happy? Really happy. I mean, I sort of, my, my main, I work for DAZN, mm -hmm. right? So my main priority is to make sure that the best fighters are on DAZN and um, the best fights are on DAZN. And of course, they're with Matrim. When Gennady came to DAZN, I ran all those meetings, I brought in John Skipper, and I sort of left them to it to go off. And I said to Gennady, I would love to work with you. It didn't manifest in time. But yeah, but we've stayed close. And I sort of, with Gennady, I don't want to do a hard pitch. Like, the guy's a legend. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to, oh, Gennady, you've got to sign with me, blah, blah. <laughs> but over time, we've, we've, we've kept talking, he's seen what we're doing, and We've shown him the route that we think could be done. Obviously, we're working closely with DAZN as well. Triple G Promotions, still, of course, in existence. Now, working with Matrim, me with a responsibility to help guide the events and to help guide his career. And that's an honour. Mm. I'm quite chuffed by that. Like, it means a lot to me where I won't let him down because that's a big responsibility. He could have gone with anyone, like Heyman, Aram, but he chose us. So... In America, that's a major, major win for us. And in terms of our stable, that's huge because it helps us open up the other fights with Billy Joe or with Andrade or Jacobs rematch or Callum Smith or et cetera, et cetera. So we want to, but we've got to make those fights. Yeah. And, and I think some people, you know, you talk about them, it's like, well, will I get them? It's like Gennady, will I get the Canelo fight? Or Callum, will I get the Canelo fight? Or Andrade, will I get either of them? Yeah. It's like, so it's up to us and more importantly, the zone to say, no, no, you're fighting him and you're fighting him, but of course the money's got to be right for him. Imagine Callum Smith there. Mm. I've seen reports this morning, I don't know how true they are, that Joe Gallagher's come out and said that they're looking at other rival promoters. Yeah, it's another, it's another, it's another Joe Gallagher beauty. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think Callum's in a position where we have an option on his next bout. Um, 
I think the World Boxing Super Series was so good and so bad for him. You know, it was so good because he came out with a load of money and a belt, so bad that he came out with his profile affected in terms of where it should have been. Yeah. The massive fights are out there for Callum on the zone, but we've got to deliver it. Just basically what I just said. He's in a bit of a... You know, the next one is I would like him to fight in Liverpool in a homecoming fight. Did you mention Anfield this morning? That, that's the plan yeah. for next May. We're talking to Liverpool, and that's the plan to go and do that. But again, against who? So I think what Joe's trying to do is put the pressure on and say, yeah, that, that fight's there. Yeah. If they want that fight, we can make that fight now. And that, that may be the fight for Anfield, you know? But I think what Joe's trying to do is put the pressure on and say, OK, we understand we're boxing Liverpool, but who are you going to deliver after that? You know, and, and you know, I have to go out and try and deliver those fights. If not, he may get a big offer to go and fight somewhere else. He will never make the money that he could make for those mega fights on zone. But he's got to get them. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Yep. You can't just lie to a fighter and say, I'll get you, Canelo. I'll get you. Will you, though? Yeah. So I've got to actually go out and show what can be delivered and make that part of a longer plan. Well, I won't keep you much longer. I know you've got to train back okay, to London for a huge fight. Cheers, but mate. Boxing social behind me as well. Nice so, one. Cheers, Eddie. Thank cheers, you very much. Mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.